Warning, our reliance on profanity has made us all permanent features on the naughty list. This week's episode of The Skating Atheist is brought to you by Policy Genius and by everyone's favorite documentary about the tragic school shooting in the Shire, Bowling for Golombine. Gollum, where's the hype man? Golombine. Eating ramen. D up, hype man. Okay. Thank you. And now, The Skating Atheist. Oh, hi. I didn't see you standing there. I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you that I, Dan Jacobs, at your old pal Dan on Twitter, knows for a fact that we did truly come from filthy monkey men. It's December 21st. And the reason for the season is a pregnant teenager. I'm no illusions. <laughs> I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And from New York, New York, Secret Lair, Pennsylvania, this is the Skating Atheist. On this week's episode, the CDC gets seven words they can't say in this hellish vision. Egypt comes out with some banana porn that sadly does not include Ray Comfort. And a fat man will watch you sleep. First, the diatribe. You know, we make a lot of jokes about the uh, the so-called war on Christmas paranoia, but I'm starting to think that those guys might be on to something. Because this year I decided I wanted to celebrate like a truly traditional Christmas, and it turned out to be nearly impossible. First of all, it was absurdly difficult to get any slaves at all. I mean, it doesn't matter that the whole point of the fucking holiday is for slaves to become the masters and the masters their slaves for a day, right? I'll be damned if everywhere I went, it wasn't emancipation this and you have the right to an attorney that. And I'll be damned if you can sacrifice anything at the Temple of Saturn without the Roman cops freaking the fuck out and rescinding your visa at this point. So I come back home all disappointed and just to rub it in, I get back to America. The asshole at Starbucks says happy holidays and then just stares at me blankly when I corrected him with IO Saturnalia. But it's not just archaic Christmas customs that are coming under fire here. Even the modern Christmas traditions are enough to set off these culture warriors. For example, my goat demon costume, collecting dust again this year, despite me offering to play Krampus in at least a dozen Christmas parades. Well, who's going to be the terrifying infanticidal Baphomet that boils the naughty children alive, I ask, and they respond like naughty children shouldn't even think they're going to be boiled alive by monsters because they hate Christmas. And by the way, it's not just my international flair or historical pedantry that's triggering these affronts to Jesus's birthday. Just ask Andrew how those people felt about me breaking into their house chimney first to shove hydrocarbons into their asshole kids' socks. Those kids were so fucking naughty, obviously. And those people had Christmas lights up. They were obviously already celebrating the holiday. And it isn't just the old shit that's falling away that bothers me, right? It's the dumb new shit people are replacing it with, like lights. Lights 
Are you fucking serious? What the hell do colored lights have to do with Christmas? You think the shepherds were stringing incandescent bulbs around the manger? You think our medieval ancestors were decorating their houses with blinking LEDs? No, they were putting candles on dead trees. And if open flames on dry timber inside your home isn't good enough for you, I'd venture to say you're putting the safety of your family above the sanctity of Christmas and you are the problem. I mean, where does this end? Right. I mean, imagine if we just kept tossing away all the old Christmas traditions and replacing them with whatever new shit comes down the pipe. Pretty soon you're going to be left with a Christmas that has no mass, no church events, no guilt, no evangelical cartoons, no fruitcake, no eggnog, no cumbersome, itchy sweaters, no Harvey Weinstein wannabe stalking below the mistletoe to harass unsuspecting coworkers, no middle-aged fat men with questionable motives taking the low-paying job where kids sit on their lap all day, no parody Christmas songs about reindeer manslaughter, no drunken family fights, no delaying a delicious meal to listen to grandma stumble through grace while you worry that that shit on your brother-in-law's hand is contagious. No ceremonial trampling to death of Walmart employees. No alienating local Muslims, Hindus, and Jews. And what are you left with at that point, right? So yeah, it seems like everything that makes Christmas great is being cast aside by today's PC culture. It's almost like they think of Christmas as some kind of living cultural celebration that should evolve along with society to reflect the ever-shifting social mores of their time. You know, it's as though the celebration belongs not to the church that commandeered it, but rather to the masses of people who actually celebrate it. It's almost like the universal values of family, love, peace, compassion, and hope that informed winter solstice festivals since the beginning of recorded history are worth celebrating independent of their religious barnacles that have adhered to them through the centuries. But I, for one, have had enough. I'm switching sides. I'm joining the war for Christmas, and I'm going to fight for all the Christmas traditions, from the orgies of ancient Rome to the present shitting masochistic log of Catalonia, which is a real thing called the Tio de Nadal that you should definitely Google. I'm going to strive to keep all the traditions alive, because let's face it, if I was selective about it, you know, if I fought to keep nativity scenes in malls, but not to include the Dutch St. Nick's evil dark-skinned slave boy Zwarte Pete at the Santa Court, for example, I'd just be transparently privileging my own idiosyncratic preferences as though say, they somehow formed a universal template for a festival that spans the globe and stretches thousands of years into the past. And if that was the case, I would be blatantly weaponizing a celebration of harmony to exacerbate division. I'd be arrogantly dictating to others how they should enjoy themselves in a callous effort to promote social hegemony. And if I did that, it would really be me declaring war on Christmas, wouldn't it? They're talking about your Jesus. We interrupt this broadcast bring you a special news bulletin. Joining me for headlines tonight are two men who know when you're sleeping and awake for a much more insidious reason. Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick. Fellas, are you ready to make a list and check it twice? <laughs> Absolutely. Establishment clause is coming to town. War on Christmas. Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> I mean, I made a list and you said, quote, by no means read that on air, end quote. So I feel like I'm getting mixed messages. I just want All to throw right. that up there. All right. Well, now I that know. I know that that list was not destroyed in the fire, I need to make some contingency plans. So we're going to pause for a quick word from this week's sponsor, Policy Genius. Noah. Noah. Uh, what, oh, what is that? I am the ghost of Christmas. Hold on, I'll tell you what. Give me, give me one second. Let me slowly sit up in bed the way that it's like physically possible for a human to do. Um. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Now I'm okay. Shoot. Uh, I am the ghost of Christmas future, and I have something to show you. Follow me downstairs. <coughs> 
There, there, Lucinda. There, there. Perhaps my new Let's Play channel will make enough money to get us a scoop of coal for the winter. Oh, I hope so. If only Noah had gone to PolicyGenius.com and made sure he was well insured. <clears throat> yes, PolicyGenius.com lets you compare life insurance from the top providers online in less than five minutes. It's true. Oh, Spirit, tell me, what about that abandoned dildo in the corner? Where's Eli? Tell me, Spirit, are, are these visions of what is to be, or is it possible that if you need life insurance but you've been putting it off, you could still try Policy Genius? Can, can I still compare life insurance online on my own terms in my own time? Speak to me, Spirit! Why don't you speak to me? Uh, uh, Eli, uh, that was just you in a costume the whole time. Damn it. PolicyGenius.com Because you should only be forced to speak to an agent if you've committed a federal crime. I knew I should have double-stitched. <laughs> <laughs> and now, back to the headlines. In our lead story tonight, from the PC Culture Run Amuck File, the fragile little snowflakes in the White House have been getting very triggered recently by scientists using accurate words when speaking about true things. Mm -hmm. Really, the entire body of things that are true can be extremely offensive to the GOP at this point. <laughs> so that's why the Trump administration officials instructed policy analysts at the Centers for Disease Control that they're now forbidden from using seven particular words. Are you ready for the list of words? I, I, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's way worse than that. The following words are too scary for Trump and the administration to handle. Diversity, transgender, fetus, entitlement, science-based, evidence-based, and vulnerable. Vulnerable! <laughs> There's my favorite. And, and this one's getting less play, by the way, but they were also to, uh, told to use Obamacare instead of the ACA or the Affordable <laughs> Care Act when they're talking about that. Also, the, the, the State Department is replacing the term sex education with sexual risk avoidance. <laughs> Gotta feel like Orwellian's the next one on the list, right? We're gonna have to get rid of that <laughs> shit pretty quick. I'm sorry, I just can't let go of vulnerable. Right? Like why? I get the others. I really do. I don't agree with them. They're crazy, but I understand the agenda. But banning vulnerability <laughs> is just the perfect symbol of America, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's just so perfectly us. God. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, just for a moment, let's ignore the implications of being scared by words like diversity and transgender. Just <sighs> pin in that. But just purely <laughs> in terms of general science talk, the administration of the president of the United States doesn't want the people in charge of preventing the spread of disease to be using words like science-based or evidence-based. What the fuck is that? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, now, here at the CDC, we encourage you to follow uh, truthy medicine. Uh, <laughs> so right. More truthfulness. What the fuck am I doing, Paul? What the fuck <laughs> am I doing? Shit. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, don't worry too much. The White House had some, some ideas for alternative phrasing. I instead of science-based and evidence-based, they want the CDC to say things like, we base our recommendations on science in consideration with community standards and wishes. What? <laughs> in consideration of wishes. In consideration of wishes. As in, 
we do science, but then we have all the not scientists check our work. Yeah. <laughs> not evidence-based, but guessing impaired. We don't <laughs> yeah. make some euphemisms. Right. And, and, and what it's actually there to do, by the way, in case you're still wondering, is placate anti-vaxxers and alternative medicine zealots. It's because this fucking administration is run by conspiracy theorists who actually think Alex Jones has a fucking point. The literal reason they're banning the term science-based and evidence-based is because they're against basing science on evidence. Yep. And also, uh, no more doctors from now on. Everyone's just uh, uh, knows some shit about that. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> and uh, one last thing. If you remember, we had a pin in the fact that the president of the United States is afraid of the words diversity and transgender mm -hmm. because he's a giant bigot. And uh, you know what? I'm thinking we just leave the pin in there and bring that up every so often. <laughs> yeah, right. Like now, he's a giant bigot. He's a giant yeah. bigot, president of the United States. Bottom line, I don't care if Liz Warren and Kamala Harris were like clubbing baby seals for the entire decade of the 80s. Everyone make your peace with that shit and get on the fucking board. I don't care about email. They can do whatever. God damn it. Mm, that joke is very funny and will be very sad when he gets reelected in 2020 because Cory Booker once farted in an elevator. <laughs> It's like old Skeptic. You can't listen to them because they were very yeah. funny. It was, yeah, right. it out. It's like Mercutio. We're all Mercutio. And <laughs> in bigots in morning news tonight, as many of you may know, Alabama flipped a slightly heavy coin in favor of not pedophilia last week. And as regular listeners will know, whenever we have good news, that means it's time for a Christian freakout. Hit it, Anna. What are the guys talking about? It's the newest, the greatest Christian freakout. So thank that's you, Anna. the best jingle ever. <laughs> right? Best. I'm incorporating more jingles into our program. Yeah, I think no. that's what we've been lacking. We did a survey. You guys weren't invited, but jingles was the number one feedback we got. So first up is the unemployed pedophile himself who took to YouTube on December 13th to deliver a long, rambling non-concession speech that blamed <laughs> abortion, transgender people, gay people, basically all the seven banned words of the CDC for his loss, which again, he did not admit to, so he really just took to YouTube to remind us all that he's an asshole. Like, that was his really his thing. Yeah, and a fun game, if you watch the non-concession video, every time he pauses, Imagine someone just running on and yelling, because you tried to fuck a child. <laughs> he keeps doing these like question answered. It's like Wizard of Oz and Dark Side if yeah. you did it because you got, tried to fuck a child. It's, it, it, that seems rude to, to do after he spent so much time editing that out. <laughs> that PA was fired. So, uh, him aside, next up, conservative radio host and man who we aren't sure isn't just an offensive little Britain character, Jesse Lee Peterson, <laughs> took to the airwaves to blame black people. For not believing in God enough. Right, right. But that's okay for him to say because his Jewish lawyer has a black client. <laughs> so That's right. According to Peterson, quote, if they believed in God, they would have clear minds. They would have sound minds. They would have <laughs> godly values that guide them. <laughs> it's like he's trying to psych up. All the black people in America for a high school football <laughs> game. Who has Texas. clear minds? Who has sound minds? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he continues, quote, There is no way that you can be a son or daughter of God and a Christian and support anyone who represents the Democratic platform or the Democratic Party. That's a reality. 
How can you be of good, of God, of truth, of love, and vote for a man such as Doug Jones or even Barack Hussein Obama? And I got to admit, I agree. Doug Jones and Obama are both pretty anti-genocidal. So points for Jesse there. Points for Jesse there. (laughs) Yeah. And after that whole uh, that whole bus thing, white Christians can't be happy about getting beat in Alabama by black women again. (laughs) This is great. They got Rosa Parks and they're pissed. And it's fucking fantastic. And of course, last but not least, the shit-covered gay son wedding attending pastor we know we can always count on to mourn good news, Kevin Swanson, took to the airwaves to let us know that Doug Jones won because Alabama watches too much porn. <laughs> so look, if you don't want everybody watching porn, have an interesting anything anywhere in your state ever. You've had 198 <laughs> years to work this out, guys. That's fair. That's fair. Citing Pornhub's own data, Swanson pointed out that Alabamans watch a ton of porn. And as a result, quote, the state probably has significant sexual problems, especially since Doug Jones is so in favor of sexual perversion, transgenderism and homosexuality. End quote. <laughs> the guy who doesn't fuck the children. Yeah. <laughs> Just some guy like, all right, honey, uh, I'm going to go vote for Roy Moore. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What you watching? Is that Nuru? <laughs> Nuru. Cool. Lost my train of thought. You want to get an abortion and vote for Doug Jones? <laughs> the fuck? So there you have it. It's not pedophilia that's to blame. It's black atheists, gay porn, and all of the above. So until next time. What are the guys talking about? It's the newest, the greatest Christian freakout. And in Down Underage news tonight, the Australian Royal Commission on Institutional Responses to Child Sex Abuse issues its final report on Friday, thus hopefully ensuring that I'll never have to say that clunky fucking title again. And apparently, the verbosity with which they were christened carried over to the report itself, which comprised a whopping 17 volumes and included 189 recommendations, in addition to the 220 recommendations issued in its two previous reports, none of which included, just stop fucking kids! Okay, weird, judgy. <laughs> just just stop saying fetus. That's how you sound. It's you. Not- <laughs> There's a bit of a bit of a difference. And of the many findings in the report, the first one I want to highlight is that, yes, this is a Catholic problem. I mean, that seems pretty fucking obvious from the atheist perspective, but the Catholics like to whine and bitch all the time about how they're getting unfairly singled out by the press and and the Salvation Army rapes Australian kids. True. And that's true. Um, The Salvation (laughs) Army does rape kids a lot. We killed lots of gypsies, too. Wait. Wait. I did it backwards? Yeah, right. It doesn't work forwards either. But but of the thousands of victims the commission interviewed uh, that were abused in religious institutions, 62% were in Catholic institutions. And, And I should point out, like, Catholic is the largest religious denomination in Australia, unless you count no religion. Way to go, guys. But Catholics have less than twice as many adherents as Anglicans and more than four times as many abuse allegations. So, yes, this is predominantly a Catholic problem. Also, not for nothing, but like, I just want to emphasize again, weird response to look how much rape you've been doing is okay, but it's not just us. Stephen Bryan were raping too. Yeah, if if all of your friends raped off a bridge. Stephen Bryan did it. And if you're thinking to yourself, gee, I wonder what sets Catholic leaders apart from other religious leaders in a sexual way that would aggravate the problems of child rape and abuse. It's because you're deliberately trying to pretend the answer isn't celibacy or you wouldn't have to ask the fucking question. Right. I mean, as the commission puts it, quote, 
while not a direct cause of child sexual abuse, we are satisfied that compulsory celibacy for clergy and vowed chastity for members of religious institutions have contributed to the occurrences of child sexual abuse, especially when combined with other risk factors and understatement. <laughs> they also point out that in addition to exacerbating the child rape thing, it also contributes to, quote, emotional isolation, loneliness, depression and mental illness and, quote, in the priests themselves. Right. So as much as I love the idea of damming up the dedicated my life to religion tributary of the gene pool just doesn't seem like it's worth all the downside. Right. Yeah. When all finger licking is forbidden, someone's going to bite off their thumb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or lick their thumb because that would be smarter. If that was the rules. But then rape a child. Well, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I should take a second here to recognize, too, the plight of the Australian taxpayer in all of this. Right. This report took five years to compile and came with a price tag of three hundred and forty two point three million dollars. So the Australian government just spent a third of a billion taxpayer dollars showing tax exempt Catholic institutions four hundred and nine ways not to cover up child rape. I think about how many rights you could dangle in front of gay people with that, Australia. <laughs> Jesus. Better uses. Yeah. And in Gators news tonight, Pastor Adam Fannin had some advice this week for his congregation if they ever get a, quote, flaming foo-foo fruit loop, end quote, for a waiter. What? In a, yep. <laughs> in a sermon that reads like, Dear Abby was sent meth in a thank you card. Yeah. So, uh, no, and I, I have to say, if, you, if you're not familiar with Pastor Adam Fannin, you have to imagine a guy who would look out of place anywhere, but angrily explaining to a judge that was, it was on account of his culture and heritage. <laughs> That's the vision you should have in mind. And look, I would like to write some jokes here. Unfortunately, all the funny in the universe has been taken up by Fannin's actual advice. So here we go. Quote, if you ever go to a restaurant and you sit down and then here comes this flaming foo-foo fruit loop, right? And you're like, oh, great. I'm here to have a date night, enjoy some time with my wife. And I can't because of the lisps. I can't even, you know, end quote. Sorry. Fucking interruption. What? Interruption. Why can't he have a gay waiter? Like, it's is it food aids? Because I know he's not admitting like, oh, God, that looks like so much fun. I hope I get to do the flag dance next year. So like, what, is, what does he want us to think bothers him about a lisping well, man? You no, know, he made it clear. It's, it's because of the lisp and his consequent inability to, to even. No, I get you it. Know? Fair, fair. Also, even if you manage to get a hetero server from another section. You got to weigh that against the very large amount of cum you're about to eat. <laughs> Some would argue that's even gayer. I'm just saying you got to you know, weigh the risks. Gay chicken gets a whole new meaning. <laughs> anyway, he continues, quote, my recommendation, if you don't just get up and leave, my recommendation is just don't order anything. Well, here, let me get you a drink. No, just wait, just wait. And you sit there patiently and you look around and you will find a lady that looks like a mom, that looks like a very diligent worker. You will find somebody that you notice that's busy, that's doing stuff. You say, yeah, that's the one right there. You walk up to them and you say, hey, what's your name? Have we had you before? Can we get you over here? I guarantee you, it always works. Then you can enjoy your dinner. And hey, you better tip her well. Let that foo-foo know what he missed out on. Okay? That's how you avoid a gay waiter. And quote. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, uh, also helps to signal just how much of a hetero Christian man you are. Yeah. Like uh, having 
testicles hanging off the back of your truck. <laughs> or Matthew Shepard hanging oh, off the back of your truck. Yeah, I mean, the whole time I'm reading this thing, I'm just like, yeah, man, you know what? Just yelling fag at him would probably work, too. <laughs> and in the end, you'd be less of an asshole. Yep. Right, you wouldn't you be would... taking up a seat in his fucking section. Also, yep. Fruit Loops are great. What the fuck? <laughs> how is that? How, where did that become a negative kind of? This is a fantastic cereal. Stupid, stupid way to say it. Taking Asshole. it back. Taking it back. But I, I, I have to admit, I'm conflicted because this is the first time in history a Christian has ever recommended tipping. So that's good, right? <laughs> right. That's good. As a former server, I got to say, a married couple's date night is about as appealing as a table full of rabbis. So, you know, it's I, my point is this is fine. It's all fine. I've concluded this is fine. You and I your wife can have one glass of wine it's... apiece in someone else's <laughs> section. Order the pasta and try to fuck your babysitter. I got it. <laughs> And just give me my fucking receipt news tonight. A new study from the Pew Research Center found last week that in the question between Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, the majority of Americans answered, oh, my fucking God, are we still going on about this pointless bullshit when two crazy people are playing nuclear chicken and the government just passed the Kleptocracy Act of 2017? Are you fucking kidding me? Are we still pissing away valuable polling resources on this meaningless conservative boogeyman? Or as the survey put it, no opinion. <laughs> Anyone else just picturing Noah furiously scribbling what he just said in tiny print inside the bubble like these <laughs> Japanese guys at the rice? <laughs> yeah, it seems obvious, but I kind of like the idea that lots of Christians were hearing happy holidays and just getting all mad. Yeah. Be more specific or shut your <laughs> vague whore mouth. I'm angry now. <laughs> Now, to be fair to the relentless warriors for Christmas, of the minority of people who do care, uh, the Merry Christmas folks beat out the Happy Holidays slash Season Greetings folks by a little more than two to one. But that number has been steadily decreasing since Pew started asking the question. So the more these antiquated zealots freak the fuck out about it, the less Americans seem to care. And that's a good sign. Yeah, it's like anal. The more you ask, the cooler people get with it. It's just uh, like, they, nope, nope. Yeah. Agree to disagree. I don't know about that. <laughs> See, now I should point out the same survey showed that a decreasing but still distressingly large percentage of Americans believe the biblical Christmas story reflects actual historical events. So two thirds of Americans do believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, but that's down from 73 percent just a couple of years ago. And 68 percent still believe a star guided wise men to Jesus's manger. Though so I'd love to hear a goddamn one of them explain what that would even mean. It's like a There's, cartoon rain cloud. Just, uh, okay, oh, I see. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the important takeaway is that Americans are getting smarter. It's just that we started all the way dumb. <laughs> Imagine if Noah was a scathing Christian. Uh, I wonder oof. what that would be like. What that would be like. What that would be like. Okay, sir. Your total will be 34.57. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Happy holidays. I'm sorry, what? Uh, what? Did you just say happy holidays? Yeah, you know, happy holidays. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Hanukkah was uh, last week. What holiday could you be talking about? Oh, that's right. Christmas. If only there was some way to wish someone a happy Christmas in the popular vernacular. Oh, well, happy holidays to you too then.
Sir, I, I just meant that I wanted uh, you to have Noah, that. did you get the dildo for Eli? What, yes, going yes, on? Heath, I did get okay. the dildo for Eli. Now, let's see our way out. I don't think we'll be coming back to Dave's dildos anytime soon. Oh, oh sir, I Good really... Good day to you, madam, or whatever, or, or, or should I say, Merry Christmas. Yeah, uh, ma'am, I'm really, really sorry about him, uh... Also, uh, I ate like four pairs of your edible panties. So, uh, what are you for that? What flavor? Uh, cloth. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of awkward Christmas dildo purchases, we're going to take a quick break and hand things over to my lovely wife, Lucinda. A man wrote the Bible. A whore is what she wants. If it's a legitimate rape. It makes you a slut, right? It, cooking can be fun. Hey, I'm proud of a man. This week in Massachusetts. I'm starting to feel like there's a finite amount of women's rights. And if we want to add some over here, we have to lose some over there. Because at the same time, we're seeing these massive outpourings of sympathy for women harassed and sexually abused by their supervisors. We've also got a federal government that has to be regularly reminded not to refer to us as the fair sex in official documents. But make no mistake, Weinstein effect or no, women's rights haven't been under this much threat in the U.S. since the Salem witch trials. For example, you remember that story from a few weeks back when the Immigration Service tried to force an underage girl to birth an unwanted baby? Well, it turns out that's not so much a one-off as a statement of general policy. We learned that this week when two more teenage girls had to instigate legal action against the Office of Refugee Settlement over the same fucking thing. Two girls identified as Jane Roe and Jane Poe, which kind of makes me assume they'd already used E through O, got an assist from the ACLU, who argues that forcing these girls to prolong their abortions is not only cruel, but increases the risk to their health once they finally do get the abortion. And keep in mind, it's not like the administration almost won that last case. The court made it very clear that they had no right to deny abortion access to immigrant girls. So they know they're going to lose. They are literally just making teenagers suffer. And I'd love to say I'm surprised by their callous disregard for basic humanity. But when you put an anti-abortion zealot with no relevant experience in charge of the Office of Refugee Settlement, this is obviously what you were going for. So, yeah, women's rights and lives are at risk when they want abortions. But if you ask Catholic priest Paul Keller, they're not at risk enough. And that brings me to my final story of the night. While taking calls on a Catholic radio call-in show, Keller got a call from a guy who installs fire alarms for a living. And this concerned Catholic wanted to know if Jesus would be mad at him if he installed said fire alarms in a Planned Parenthood clinic. Now, to his credit, Keller didn't wrestle with this question any longer than I did. The problem, of course, is that he got the answer wrong. He explained, quote, think about it if you were in Nazi Germany and you were asked by Hitler to install a fire alarm in one of those guard shacks right next to the ovens where they were killing the Christians and Jews, end quote. Now, he went on to explain that Planned Parenthood was actually way worse than the Holocaust, of course, but that's the basic gist of his point. Even if you buy into his whole warped worldview where we're suffering through a nationwide genocide of sesame seed-sized tadpole humans, you'd think that the would-be mother burning to death with said tadpole inside of her would still be worse than just getting an abortion. But maybe Father Keller just figures it's better if they get used to those flames early. And on that disturbing realization, I'll hand things back over to Noah, Heath, and Eli. Thank you, Lucinda. And in our Father Issues news, 
the Christian belief system is an insane web of ignorance, bigotry, daddy issues, and logical contradictions. And we got a fun little glimpse into that web last week when Pope Francis went on Italian TV to explain how there's a serious problem with one of the words in the English translation of the Lord's Prayer, also known as the Our Father. And that's why the English-speaking world is lagging behind everyone else. <laughs> I mean, I agree. They should stop saying the Lord's Prayer. So, so far, so good. Yeah, so far, right. so good. No. Yeah. I, I was really hoping he was about to unveil a rap version, you know, of George oh, Carlin and Dogma. Like, like Beyonce's Lemonade? Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. Okay, so the line know. in At question. At one point, she did something with music. People seem excited. <laughs> I don't like hip hop. <laughs> All right, so the line in question says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And apparently the problem for him is the word lead, because that makes it sound like God might actually, you know, be an asshole who corrupts us if we don't, Ask him not to. Yeah, no. But that's not how it works. Oh, really? Pope. It's Satan who does stuff like oh, that. Oh, yes, of course. You know, the lemon angel who turned evil that God <laughs> created, who's allowed to hang out on earth to fuck with all the people, uh, the, the people that God created who aren't capable of not murdering each other every day. Uh, so point being, it all unravels if you don't fix the word lead. <laughs> the logical system makes no sense if they don't fix that. <laughs> so he wants to change to... Do not let us fall into temptation. Oh, well, there you go. Like right, because when you're omniscient and omnipotent, those are different. Letting <laughs> someone do something and leading them to something very different. And right, right after the announcement, by the way, Protestantism ended. So it turns out he was right. That was the problem all along. Yeah, so apparently humanity's conduit to the God of the universe thought this was the best use of his time last week. He's looking up at his to-do list and he's like, Spreading the message of tolerance and charity. Right, right. Cutting down on the kid raping. All right. Well, that's all going to have to wait for a little bit because the connotation of the verb they're using in the English version of the Our Father is making us sound like idiots. I'm going to go on a different language TV show. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's been an entire hour-long special about that single clause of that one sentence. <laughs> Way to go, Pope. And entire irony to the face news tonight. County clerk and Balrog in training Kim Davis <laughs> is up against some <laughs> stiff competition for re-election in Rowan this year. That joke's hilarious. You'll get it in a second. Having cost the county $225,000 in legal fees, made them a national laughing stock, and shown herself to be a hypocritical slate-faced cunt, many believe <laughs> that she could lose her position in the deep red county. But who she'll lose it to just got a whole lot more interesting. All right. Well, the only way you compete with that resume in a deep red state, uh, you'd have to be molesting underage girls. So, <laughs> Josh Duggar, is that who is? No, dude, he gave it away in the intro. It's, it's Gandalf the Gray. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> candidate David Ermold. Uh, that's press Elrond, I believe. Oh, he was in the <laughs> intro. Is a local English professor. One of four Democrats running, but he also happens to be one of the gay couples she denied a marriage license to. Fantastic. And sweet baby <laughs> Jesus, please, please let this hag be unseated by the gay guy she wouldn't let get married. Yes. <laughs> it would be like the witch from Hansel and Gretel 
dying of diabetes level of ironic, and I need it. I need it. Also, I really hope Martin Shkreli dies of AIDS. Yeah. Just- oh, Yoigo. <laughs> it's a fun funeral. Eulogy starts. Okay. You got to admit, though, <laughs> this is pretty good. Oh, this I got one. Good. I got one. I hope Donald Trump gets a flesh-eating bacteria. <laughs> it's not analogous or anything. Just just tossing it out just there in case Donnie still hadn't decided what to get me for Christmas. <laughs> Are we allowed to it. just say our hopes on the show? Because when I do that, <laughs> you guys interrupt, and then later on, it's not in the show. It depends on the hopes. Depends on the hopes. <laughs> it doesn't depend. It never depends. Yeah, I said a funny thing, everybody. There were beeps, but I said a funny thing. Anyway, <laughs> the election is early days. And as I said, Rowan is a deep red county. But here's hoping that don't vote for the candidate who literally refuses to do her job is as convincing as don't vote for the pedophile. Is that how we could hope? <laughs> And in red and tooth and establishment clause news tonight, U.S. District Judge and ever so slightly failed palindrome Barbara B. Crabb just lose the C. <laughs> just lose the C and we've got it. Upheld an earlier ruling last week that threatens to force clergy to pay taxes occasionally. The ruling seeks to strike down the parsonage exemption in the U.S. tax code, which allows pastors to deduct the cost of their rent of their church owned houses from their taxable income. Even if they're a mega pastor with a ten and a half million dollar, seventeen thousand square foot mansion who still won't open his giant church to Houston flood victims. <laughs> yeah, so good step in the right direction. But um Joel Osteen is still declaring his front teeth as dependents. <laughs> well <laughs> and uh pretty sure they're also an EPA mega site. Well, so we're not gonna I would certainly hope he's so. a net negative on taxes. So now this all stems from a lawsuit filed by the FFRF. Uh, their attorneys pointed out that giving a tax exemption to a religious leader that atheists can't have is unconstitutional. And since that needed to be explained, they also went ahead and pointed out that humans can't breathe water, round tires work the best, and he will, too, come in your mouth. Now, <laughs> one way to tackle this problem, of course, would be okay, would relax. be by allowing atheist leaders to also claim this exemption, which, which oh. Eli was very clearly <laughs> really pulling for. Yeah! No, not, no, no. But happens. since... Mm. Atheist leader <laughs> is a stupid contradiction in terms. The judge instead ruled the whole practice unconstitutional, uh, and this decision was appealed. But last Thursday, the ruling was upheld. Yeah, at which point the New York State Teachers Union delivered a giant bag of dicks to the Hasidic Jewish community. <laughs> the note that said, go ahead and start sucking these whenever you get a chance. <laughs> cool. Okay, Thanks. cool. Uh, counterpoint, Eli writes off his mansion because I am a beacon of this movement, you assholes. Get while the getting is good, damn it. Get while <laughs> now, the getting is good. Now, of course, Your 400 this... square foot mansion. <laughs> now, this fight isn't over, obviously. Oh, you just uh, wait till the mics are off. This fight is not over. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, you haven't even seen any Fox News host hyperventilating about this yet. Uh, now, Crab ruled that the tax break was unconstitutional and had to stop, but she stayed the order for 180 days to, you know, both play out the appeals process and give pastors a chance to move into more reasonable sized houses. So while I have a sneaking suspicion, there are more chapters in this story. As it stands right now, we're six months away from winning this fight. And finally tonight, and you've lost that loving, peeling news. Oh, get ready for a lot of that. It's going to be Ooh. fun. <laughs> so uh, my Google alert for Muslim banana porn paid off again this week. <laughs> Found some good stuff. Uh, that's also how I heard about Egyptian pop singer Shaima Ahmed and her recent conviction 
for eating a banana in her latest music video in a way that made Islamic theocrats feel like the middle of my body sneezed, but better. It was really weird. I don't know what happened. <laughs> hey, hey, not just Islamic theocrats. I have that clip on repeat. <laughs> well, okay, but the important <laughs> takeaway here is that, like, look, if a video where you treat a banana like a dick is enough to land you in jail, the only question remaining is how to get Ray Comfort to Egypt, <laughs> right? Yes. Are you a good person? No. <laughs> so, according to the authorities, Ms. Ahmed was guilty of inciting debauchery, publishing an indecent film, and amassing a very large dry cleaning debt. <laughs> and in Egypt, the penalty for that stuff is two years in jail. Jesus. Yeah. Unless, of course, you also stop being Muslim, in which case the government murders you with a rope. Yeah. That's the rule for that. And, uh, I'm guessing they make you serve the two years in jail first just for spite. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Point being, everyone in Egypt should fucking move and then they should stop being Muslim. You just have to get it in the right order. <laughs> just don't fly through Chad or Venezuela, that other hotbed of Islamic <laughs> place. And uh, and you're welcome here in the U.S. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Ms. Ahmed especially is welcome here in the U.S. I know an eligible bachelor who would happily green card her into this country if she's willing to order her own fries. <laughs> I'll even split them once. Okay. Well, all that being said, in fairness to Egypt, the video is straight up porn. It, it really, it really I mean, is. It's, yeah. it's all porn. Like, if instead of her eating a banana, we saw literal cum flying through the air and landing on a face, the video would have actually been less sexual. Yeah, it just it felt weird that everybody singled out the banana scene. Everything in that, like, she sucked off a taco, too. <laughs> that was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure any minute during this video, she was going to get gang banged by a large room full of male students who were all dressed up like different village people for right? some reason. What, what I don't know why. Was that? Except the Native American. The Native American was missing, which was kind of disappointing. Although I have a separate alert for that, so I guess I should have known. <laughs> yeah. uh, question, the alert, is it Native American porn or Elizabeth Warren porn? Um... Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'd Fair. poker, Hantus. I'd <laughs> poker. All right. So uh, really not supposed to do this, but, you know, story's pretty special occasion. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, so let's put fucking. 10 seconds on the clock. Compromise. Yeah. Song lyrics about anti-Islam blasphemy and banana dicks, obviously. Go. Eli's so excited. Oh, uh, uh, yay. This part of the show. Uh Peel fatwa wherever you are. It's from my fruit just got long. My heart will go on. You're supposed to stop doing this. This is like this is like putting the guy who hates the CDC in charge of the CDC. That's this the, the podcasting equivalent. Um, I had an obvious, the kind of an obvious one. Uh, Jesus don't take the peel from the song by the so same name by. Banana Bosnick, obviously. Oh, I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about Peel Like Making Love to Jews? It's uh, Islam a bad company. Oh, I see. <laughs> Peel Like Making Love. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jews. And now that everybody's properly incited to debauchery, I guess we can close the headlines off for the night. Heath, Eli, thanks as always. Don't wake daddy. Used and to be right there. <laughs> when we come back, I'll introduce the C segment. Okay, the Senate will now begin this hearing. James Falmore of the CDC is here. Dr. Falmore, 
Thanks for joining us. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Great. Great. So tell us about your findings. Right. So as of uh, 2017, our research into vulnerable populations, <clears throat> oh, into uh, populations that aren't as um, awesome as us has shown well, with recourse to uh, to science-based... Um, Mr. Fallmore, a little decorum, please. Uh, no, you're right. Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, real, real medicine. Um, tra- individuals whose gender on their start on their uh, Mr. Fulmore, we have limited time. Can you okay. please get you know, through this? You know what? I'm, I'm just going to turn this over to our new spokesman, uh, Eli Bosnick. Uh, okay, Mr. Bosnick, go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, uh, queers have it easier when they get real stuff and bitches kill their babies less. Can we have some money? See, there you go. Motion passed. Fetus. Whoa. Language, dude. Language. Edis. <laughs> Gentlemen. Hey, Andrew. How's hey. it going? Merry Christmas. Hi, Andrew. Merry Christmas. Oh, Eli. Scotch. You know, after last year's jar of sneezes. Um, I, I, yeah, it's it's not scotch. Hey, Andrew. How's it going? Yeah. Keith just let me borrow one of his empty bottles. That's my homemade Tootsie Roll juice. <sighs> Tootsie Roll Juice? Homemade Tootsie Roll juice. Ooh, ooh, dibs on chair. No, I want chair. I call chair. <laughs> no, stop. Heath broke your Eli chair. Eli broke your chair. Uh, it, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Gentlemen, uh, how can I help? Well, I uh, just, just want to run some paperwork by you and make sure we were good for the new year. Yeah, sure. That's not a problem. Yeah, uh, and we need to go over our operating agreement, too. Right, of course. And mm-hmm. my joke list. My joke list. And Eli has some jokes he would like you to look over. <sighs> okay. Um, I I thought uh, I was pretty firm about this, but... Uh, he swallowed it and pooped it out in the car. He did. Oh, That's what happened. Oh, God. It was in a bottle. Don't worry. You can touch uh, you it. You should it go a... to the hospital. I'll go to the hospital later. Read the list and have some Tootsie Roll juice. I made it. It's homemade. <sighs> Maybe in a minute. All right. Let's... let's... No. No, no, absolutely not. That last one is basically the textbook definition of a felony. Uh, oh, really? Okay. I thought it'd be, oh, no, we're, no. Uh, we're, all right. That's what I thought. So we're good. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Heath. Okay. What if I say hypothetically the best thing one could do is kill... No, no, still Eli, no. just get in the car, dude. Oh, I, one more, one more. How about knock, knock, who's there, knock... 20. Okay. Oh, oh, ow, ow. Okay. Fine. Fine. Goodbye, Andrew. Merry Christmas. Jesus. You know, that's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the pretty lights, jovial crowds, sappy commercials, and presents galore, when you're an atheist, there's still a lot to hate about Christmas. From government-funded nativity displays to propaganda-laden children's movies, there's almost nothing that, upon a second thought, isn't filled to the brim with religious assholery. But nowhere is this more subversive or insidious than the ubiquitous soundtrack. So this week, to get you in the grisly spirit, we'd like to break down a tune so terrible that even Grandma Got Run Over with a Reindeer won't sit with it at lunch in a new segment called... God awful music. 
And even though they never left, because they're actually me using a voice modulator in the name of Season's Greetings, sitting to my right is my nice friend, Heath Enright. Heath, what do you want for <laughs> Christmas this year? Uh, I want the Asa Akira Fleshlight. Uh, mine broke again. Uh, <laughs> I want the ass one. The ass one. And a flashlight, by the way. They're not actually flashlights. Did you guys know that? Stupid. Making a flashlight, And, of too. course, sitting to my left is my naughty friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, do you want anything that we can air on the show this year? Um, I want to fuck right in her dirty asshole. <laughs> I guess not. So tell us, Heath. <laughs> That's what I said when I tried to explain what? the first amendment. <laughs> the best! The bad. No, that's going to be censored so they won't get it. No, someday, <laughs> someday we'll get to tell that story. No, we won't. <laughs> All right, I guess not. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right, we listened to Christmas Shoes by a band called New Song. It's the story of how we wanted to do a parody uh, called Tiny Cancer, <laughs> but then found out it already exists in Christmas form. Yeah. And already included an incest podophilia theme. <laughs> These guys at New Song are way ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, back, so. exactly. Ahead of their time. <laughs> We're going to just review theirs. And Eli, how bad was this song? Well, if your God is an evil demon and the entire universe revolves around you, you will love this Christmas song. There are Christmas songs called Father Christmas Do Not Touch Me and Tiny Tim wrote a Christmas song called Santa Claus Has Got the AIDS and this is still the worst Christmas song ever. Still. Yeah. So, all right, so let's get into it. I've got the lyrics right here. We're going to start off by setting the stage. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line trying to buy that last gift or two. Not really in the Christmas mood. Okay, these rhymes can go fuck themselves. <laughs> right? No, none of them. Nothing. Couldn't think of a solid rhyme for two. A tricky one. Two. A tricky one. New song. Dude, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Grumpy fuck. like a fucking Jew. You know what? Why don't we go with mood? Why don't we go with not a, a mood Christmas mood? Just anything with an ooh will work. Okay, moving on. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing around like little boys do. Okay, I'm already confused. Why is this child Willie Loman? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's like he's pacing in little zigzags in front of you. Like, this is not block well. Uh, yeah, he is pacing like that. It's like a Koopa Troopa. The video <laughs> is amazing. And the guy in line couldn't be more of a child predator. It's a full-grown man in, in a suit jacket and a baseball hat. And he's what? just leering at the kid, and he's seeing him like a cartoon chicken dinner. It's <laughs> gross. Oh, but it gets so much worse. Okay. And in his hands, he held a pair of shoes. His clothes were worn and old. He was dirty from head to toe. And when it came his time to pay, I couldn't believe what I heard him say. Okay, wait, I, I mean, I am curious why a child chimney sweep is in a pay less. <laughs> I, I just hope that what he says is, hey, man, I need a shower. Does yeah, this right? pay less have a shower? <laughs> yeah, but just for the record, the kid's dressed exactly like I am right now. <laughs> and at most times. And about equal amounts of dirt smudge on his face. <laughs> as me. The, the, the pedophile narrator is super judgmental. Yeah, saying. damn it. All right, so here's what the kid says. In the lyrics, sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. 
so creepy. Honestly, less creepy if he's buying her a dildo at this point. <laughs> shoes, well, and I want a fucking course the shoes that he's buying for her are her size. Who the fuck else's size would they be? Also, also, little kid, I, I want to let you in on a secret. If you ever need to explain to the cashier why you're buying women's shoes, we all know you're going to fuck those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But back to the lyrics, because shit's about to get serious here. It goes on. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. Creepier. Creepier. <laughs> yeah. Daddy sent him out to my mom new shoes quick before he beats her to death or something. <laughs> Honestly, though, at this point, I thought it was more of a uh, like a sci-fi incest scenario. Take me there. Like, okay. like she, Yeah, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. Like, she's already dead and the dad needs to dress her up just right with the right shoes I guess. and then the kid has to fuck the corpse because like a time portal is going to close so, that's that's like where you that win. that's not what you guys are what were you guys <laughs> you guys so you guys go you say what you were thinking oh 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 i've got one no no got no, one. no, no actually no, no, i have no. more lyrics we'll here. just keep going all right so the kid goes on <laughs> you see she's been sick for quite a while and i know these shoes would make her smile tiny cancer in my kids <laughs> My kids, I said. And, and I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Because Jesus is judgy. He's got a foot thing. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so, hold on. So, mom's been dying and asking for death shoes. Uh -huh. And dad's been like, well, maybe if you make it to Christmas, <laughs> we'll think like, what the fuck what Christmas song is this? <laughs> okay. But in just the shoes, though, because like right. if there aren't four other versions of this song about like a dress and a nice wig <laughs> and a sporty, fashionable jacket. She's just going to look like when a homeless guy finds a tie when she gets to heaven, right? Like, oh, yeah, man, you shit your pants, but you found that tie in a garbage can, please. <laughs> All right. So the song goes on. He counted pennies for what seemed like years. And if I'm behind him, I'm thinking, oh, fuck this kid. I hope his mom dies before he gets home because he was counting all these goddamn pennies. <laughs> yeah, I am now fine with this kid's mom getting cancer. I hope she gives it to him. Like, let there be light style. Like, rubs it on him and just, just a tumor grows out of his chin. Cashier's like, next. Just like the soup Nazi well, gets he, skipped. He, he, fuck that kid. He practically is, though, because the song goes on. Then the cashier said, son, there's not enough here. Okay, I have been this cashier, and I don't need <laughs> I don't need new songs judgment, all right? Yeah. Goods and right? fucking services. <laughs> Charities down the street. It goes on. He searched his pockets frantically. Then he turned and he looked at me. And I realized this was obviously how he wrestled up his crack money. I mean, come on. <laughs> fucking obviously. If I'm that guy, though, I'm just going to be like, hey, man, you buy her some chocolates instead of shoes. You probably get to finish the chocolates yourself, kid. Like, think ahead. <laughs> you can do with those shoes. I mean, fuck them, I guess. But All right. <laughs> he goes on. He said mama made Christmas good at our house, though most years she just did without. Tell me, sir, what am I going to do? Somehow I've got to buy her these Christmas shoes. So weird. But yeah, that's what she needs, shoes. I feel like mom's lack of health insurance is a more pressing concern here, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, maybe mom should have bought some Bitcoin, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then just Martin Shkreli pops up behind the counter. Sorry, those are $750. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so I laid the money down. I just had to help him out. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, 
mama's going to look so great. Because that's what this kid was worried about, right? Because that means that the kid was watching his dying mother and going, man, those shoes are fucking ugly, though. Look at shit. Also, uh, kid didn't say thank you. So whatever. Yeah. Just <laughs> focus on you and your so, mom, asshole. So then we get the chorus and it moves on to this bridge. So this is where it all it, it all ties together on the bridge. I knew I'd caught a glimpse of heaven's love and he thanked me and ran out. Uh-oh. I knew that God had sent that little boy to remind me just what Christmas is all about. That's why he killed the mother with the kids. And the rest of my life, I lived knowing that that kid's mom would still be alive if I just found my holiday spirit sooner. Right? <laughs> well, I watched Love actually twice before we recorded just so God wouldn't give Heath ball camp. So <laughs> right? You're all welcome. And it's much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> Next scene, the kid's at Dr. Kevorkian's office. She's like, sir, I want to buy this syringe. (laughs) 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 And with that, a quick another chorus, the song wraps up. So we'll wrap up as well. But don't worry, I'm sure we'll be back with God Awful Something because everything Christians do is terrible. Before we settle in for a long winter nap tonight, I wanted to let you know that if you haven't liked our Facebook page, there's all kind of new reasons to do so. Uh, We just brought on a guy who's helping us with social media. There's a lot more action on that page than there has been in the past. So definitely hunt us up. You'll find a link on the show notes. Anyway, that's all the blast movie we've got for you tonight. We'll be back in 10,022 minutes with more. If you can't wait that long, be on the lookout for a brand new episode of our sister show's hot friend, God Awful Movies, debuting on Tuesday at 7 a.m. Eastern time, because Christmas don't slow down this fucking train. Also look for a brand newer episode of our half-sister show, Citation Needed, on Wednesday at noon Eastern. Now, obviously, this wouldn't be an episode if I neglected to thank Heath Enright for eventually conceding that dreaming of a white Christmas was about snow. I need to thank the lovely and talented lucid illusions for all the cool shit under the tree not sure what it is yet but i'm pretty sure it's awesome i need to thank the lovely in his own way eli bosnick for eventually agreeing to go with homemade tootsie roll juice for the skit with andrew i'm not going to tell you what he originally had speaking of which i also want to thank andrew for helping us out tonight also big thanks to anna bosnick for the jingle and a big thanks to dan for providing this week's farnsworth quote found that one way in the back of my archives i think he was probably pretty surprised to hear it but most of all of course i need to thank this week's best people and since i can't tell which are new pledges and which are just people who are adjusting stuff because of patreon's weird surcharge thing i'm gonna err on the side of caution and just list everything everybody so here it goes justin megan barry steve scott the woodworker walter jennifer leone karen michael pc james philip truck fump genevieve Derek, eric who julie tamir chris with a k gene jody never knows best kevin butterfly bob regular bob daniel jan john andy bill agnes mckinley dante 255 mark Kristen, daniel jeffrey shape of thought tim benjamin nora john the daily circus podcast and jillian whose iqs have so many digits they qualify as polydactyl together these 47 people podcast points and political profanities prepared our prosperity by pouring pen into Patreon this week and giving us money. Not everybody has the money to give us money, but if you're still trying to decide what to get us for Christmas, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash atheist, whereby you'll earn early access to an extended ad-free version of every episode, or you can make a one-time or recurring payment by clicking on the donate button on the right side of the homepage at scathingatheist.com. And if you'd like to help, but for fuck's sake, you just dropped over a grand on presents and shit, you can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, sharing the show on social media, or tattooing an advertisement for us on your body. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres, and our audio engineer is Morgan Clark, who also wrote all the music movies in the episode which was used with permission if you have questions comments or death threats you'll find all the contact info on the contact page at scathingatheist.com
Are you like literally eating food while we're recording, Eli? No. I mean, I just, I mean, like we arrive having eaten as early on the list. Don't do that. You, you sound like you're going to yell at me. So the answer is no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You hear him slurping <laughs> shit, dropping dishes on the table and whatnot. All right. Just record some hype man stuff and we'll drop it in. <laughs> Asshole. Oh, I haven't been introduced yet. <laughs> Just organizing my Triscuits collection. <laughs> you got to do that sometimes. I got yelled at for eating my ramen, so it's just sitting there. It's good. I hope it falls. I hope Madge knocks it over. Don't you say that. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.